Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Now, the dust has settled on Origin 3. Queensland Maroons take out one of the greatest series victories we've ever seen. And I guess the one guy that probably copped the most criticism and had the most focus on him during that series was Nathan Cleary. And I thought his Game 3 was really interesting. Now, obviously, they were going up to Suncorp. It was going to be a fast track. It really suits Nathan Cleary in the way he plays and the team that he's got around him. He's got a running hooker. He's got an electrifying 5'8". He's got Jack White and he's got Tupu. He's got Josh Adokar. He has strike weapons all over the park. He's got Tyson Brazell and Angus Crichton on his edges, two sensational line runners, two sensational ball runners. And it really was a game that was suited to Nathan Cleary. And Going up to Suncorp, look, there was no shock. In the first five minutes, they had two penalties against them. It was always going to happen. You know, welcome to Suncorp. This is what happens. This is origin. The crowd gets behind them. They get on the front foot. They always start well in Brisbane. No shock after five or six minutes. Valentine Hone scores. They're up 6-0. They've got two penalties in their favor. Now, quite often what happens in origin, you go out there with a plan and then you get punched in the face. And then it's how you react to that. In the first five minutes, they thought they got punched in the face and it was how they reacted to it. Now, the way they reacted to it was waiting until, you know, the eighth or the ninth minute when James Tedesco scored his try. Now, the only reason the Blues got into that field position was they got two penalties in a row. They got a penalty, then they got a set restart and it got them down there. Nathan Cleary puts in this kick from 20 metres out and you, you can tell me it's a try assist all you want. That's fine. It was an absolute dribbler of a kick. It was terrible. Corey Allen, it's a miracle that he dropped that ball. He kicked it into the end goals on the full from 20 metres out. You've got Daniel Tupu as your target. You just have to land it in the field of play. That's all you have to do. Land it on the 5 metre, land it on the 10 metre. He landed in the end goals on the full. Corey Allen goes up. Poor guy on debut. Drops the ball. Cherry Evans fumbles it, picking up. And Tedesco happens to be there to plant his hand on it. By this point, Queensland is well and truly up in this game. And New South Wales, they get an absolute lifeline. They use a get-out-of-jail card really early. They get two penalties on the trot. They put in a shit kick happen to get a knock-on that lands in the in goals that he's then knocked on by the Queensland captain that then they can then put a hand on to score a try. 
Blues origin, you don't get given opportunities like that. And the New South Wales Blues, they got given a golden opportunity to stay in that game. Now, as I said, in the first five minutes, they thought they got punched in the face. But fuck me, the 19th minute came. And boy, oh boy, did Nathan Cleary and the New South Wales Blues get punched in the face. James Tedesco leaves the field. You know he's not coming back. Nathan Cleary's now the captain of this side. He's been the vice-captain all all series. He's now the captain. It's his team to lead now. And I'll be honest with you, when it happened, I was so excited. Ten minutes later, he kicks one of the best 40-20s I've ever seen. It was early in the set. It was an absolute perler. And I watched his body language as he ran down. And I'll be honest with you, I was worried from that moment. Seeing guys like Freddie, Lockyer, Joey, they kick big 40-20s. And they are running down with so much energy. They're hugging blokes. They're slapping them on the ass. They are high energy. And when your halfback is high energy off the back of a big play, it picks up the rest of the team. It is infectious. Nathan Cleary, I, you know, and you can tell me that he's just a calm fellow, but that's not what I see for the Penrith Panthers. He does something of the Panthers, and he's with his little family there. He is, he is high energy. He's high and flying. He's high-fiving. Him and Jerome Luai are slapping asses. They are getting stuck in. He's doing a handshake with Viliami Kikau saw a different guy in that Blues side and I don't know if he's trying to be someone else or I don't know if it's just the pressure on him whatever it is but he walked down after kicking that 40-20 a massive moment so calmly and I think it had a negative effect on the rest of the team maybe I'm nitpicking him maybe you're sitting there listening to him going maybe you're sitting there listening to this going what on earth are you talking about but for me his body language after that massive play he's the leader he needed to lift the tempo for me, I was a little bit disappointed in that moment. Now, that's the 30th minute. I went to halftime, and, you know, this is where it's the biggest moment in Brad Fittler's coaching career, and it's the biggest moment in Nathan Cleary's career. They've lost their number one strike weapon. Now, if you look across the park, the second best strike weapon on the field is Cameron Munster. The next three or four, they're in light blue. And Nathan Cleary, he's one of them, and he had a, a handful of them around him, whether it be Josh Adokar, Jack Whiten, Daniel Tupu, he had all of these targets to use. The game was there to be won. I understand it's in Suncorp. I understand Nathan Cleary is still young. This was a game that Nathan Cleary could have really put his mark on. And from the moment he kicked that 40-20, I was a little bit nervous. I was a little bit nervous by his body language. I know that Joey and Freddie wouldn't have walked down there as calmly. They would have been high energy. They would have been jumping up and down, clapping, trying to rev their blokes up. Came out in the second half. And what really worried me was the last eight or ten minutes. Now, they take the penalty goal with eight minutes to go, which I back. They were down by eight. They take the two points. They get the ball back. Now they're within striking range to take it to golden point. I like that. I I don't like how long he took to take the kick, to be honest with you. You're in Suncorp. You need all the time you can possibly have. But he put it over. They had about seven minutes left on the clock. Now, the other argument is that, of course, Nathan Cleary, it became harder when he lost Cody Walker. Now, he lost Cody Walker in the 75th minute. Now, Cody Walker... He lay on the floor for three or four minutes. It felt like an eternity. And I'll tell you what, Andrew Johns, Brad Fittler, Alan Langer, Thurston, Cronk, these guys, if they could have had three or four minutes with their team to tell them what they want, where they want the ball, where they need to get to, and what the team needs to do in the last five minutes, that is an absolute lottery ticket. Losing Cody Walker is awful. I understand that. But Nathan Cleary had a real opportunity there to tell his team what he needs. It was second tackle. They are on about the 20 or 30. That was his opportunity to call out forwards like Nathan Brown, Saifidi, Payne Haas, and say, hey, you do not let them cross halfway here. We are going to get the ball on our 20. We're going to return it to our 30, and we're going to go straight into this set. This is what we're going to do. 
I just feel like he didn't take that opportunity. It looked like they were still in all sorts after that set. They defended it well. They got the ball back, and they just looked like they were in all sorts. And then you wouldn't believe it, another lottery ticket falls their way. Corey Allen gets sin-binned. Now, you can tell me that it should have been a penalty try. If you're telling me that, you don't understand the rules. You cannot tell me that Josh Adokar was a certainty to score that try. It was likely. I'm a New South Wales fan. It was likely. It was not certain. The referees got that one exactly right. One, two, three. What stood out to me, though, was the actual play itself. Now it was last tackle. They were 40 metres out. There was five minutes left. Nathan Cleary gets the ball at first receiver, throws it second man out, and the ball goes to Isaiah Yo. Isaiah Yo is playing out of position at right centre off the bench, and he is the man that gets the ball on last tackle. To me, that screams that the halfback cannot handle the moment. Nathan Cleary needed to have his fingerprints all over that ball. They've got an origin debutant at fullback who's already dropped a heap of pill. Nathan Cleary, he's got one of the best bombs we've seen since Cooper Cronk. Why on earth is he letting the ball get to Isaiah Yo on last tackle when they're 40 metres out? Now, Isaiah Yo puts in an absolute bottler of a kick. Josh Adokar comes through, flings a foot at it, nails it. It turned out fine. Don't get me wrong. It was a big play. It got a sin bin. But that showed that Nathan Cleary, he wasn't up to the moment. He didn't know what he was doing there. And he showed it a few times in those last few minutes. There was the chip kick. They didn't win the tackle before. Basic footy 101. If you do not win the momentum on the tackle before, you do not chip kick. That was a complete Hail Mary. That was just hoping for luck to fall his way. That was him showing, these are my cards. I've got nothing to play with. There was a couple of times there where he took darts that were, they were just simply not on. Cody Walker wasn't there. I know James Tedesco wasn't there. I understand it's really difficult on Nathan. But at the end of the day, he is a seven. Your job as a seven is to own those final 10 minutes. I know he's young. I understand that. And I've defended him for a long time. But I'll tell you what, the other night really disappointed me. I was really let down by that. And it has got me questioning a lot about Nathan Cleary. And I've had a lot of arguments with people over the last two or three weeks about Nathan Cleary. Them telling me he's a pretender and he can't handle the big moments. And I keep saying he's young. He will find it. And he will. He is too good not to find it. But I'll tell you what, he had a golden opportunity in Origin 3. He won a couple of luxury tickets there. He set up the first try with an absolute shithouse kick. He shouldn't have got that. That put them in the game. Val Holmes drops another two or three kicks. That keeps tries. That keeps them in the game. Cody Walker goes off. Now, that's a negative. I understand that. But the positive that came out of it was that Nathan Cleary had three or four minutes to say to his team, as the leader of the New South Wales Blues now, this is what I want. This is where we need to get to be. I need clean ball here, here, and here. This is how we're going to do it. After he had that moment to talk to them, a minute later, he doesn't take control on last tackle. Isaiah Yo has to put in the kick from right center. He's a second rower. And they happen to get a lucky sin mini off two flukish kicks. Now Queensland's down to 12 players. There's four minutes left, five minutes left. The Blues had a couple of sets there. This is where... Mate, this is an absolute perfect narrative for any halfback. And it really worried me he couldn't take advantage of it. Once again, I know Teddy's not on the field. I know Cody Walker's not on the field. Look at the team that Cleary still had to work with. I understand he's young. As I've said before, I've defended him all along. I don't want this to seem like a witch hunt on Nathan Cleary because I think he's going to be a superstar. I think he's done sensationally this year. But I'll tell you what, he needs to sit down and watch those last 10 minutes. He needs to sit down at a table with Brad Fittler... Andrew Johns, Laurie Daly, Jeff Toovey. He needs to sit there with Sturlow as well 
and watch that last 10 minutes and they can show him what they would have done. He needs to use this as the biggest learning curve in his career. And I talk about when James Tedesco went down, it was a punch in the face. Now let's wind the clock back four weeks ago. And Nathan Cleary is the red-hot favourite to win the Dalian medal. Had a sensational season, was unbelievable. Got a grand final on Sunday. All of a sudden, he gets pipped by that. He gets punched in the face once. He shows up on Sunday to the grand final. Coming up against the Melbourne Storm, the experienced side. Bang. Punched in the face again. Melbourne do what Melbourne do best. They take their best strike weapon out of the game until the final few minutes when there's 11 and 12 players on the field. He comes into origin. They lose game one. He's immediately under pressure. Game two... The forwards absolutely dominate, and he has the ball on a string. A perfect kicking game in Sydney when the forwards dominated. Saw Queensland after that game too. I saw it as well. Wayne Bennett and his lads sitting in the change rooms, giggling and laughing. Get to game three. Nathan Cleary, he has a perfect opportunity. He wins a lotto ticket in that game. The Queensland Maroons, they make mistakes that keep the Blues in the game. Walker goes off. He has an opportunity to talk to his team, tell him what, he, what they want, what they have to do, lay it out to him. When a player gets sent from the field, all of a sudden he's up against 12. Now it's a training drill. They couldn't deliver in that moment. Big worry for me. I think Nathan Cleary is going to be a superstar, but it, tell you what, it was really alarming. There was a couple of runs that he took in the last 10 minutes. There was a couple of, you know, there was the chip kick. It just wasn't on. It just wasn't a smart footy play. Anyone that understands rugby league can tell you that wasn't a smart play. And you can tell me, oh, at least he's trying something. You do not try stuff like that when you do not win the tackle before it is basic rugby league. He was never getting that ball back. His best hope was to get a penalty. Do you think he was ever going to get it in Suncorp? Do you think that the, the, the referees were ever going to go, oh, let's go against this crowd, let's give a 50-50 penalty to the Blues? I strapped on a boot in origin. I knew that was never going to happen. That play was low percentage. It was hoping for simple luck, and that is it. Rates wouldn't have done that play not saying he won't be a great I think he will still turn out to be a sensational footballer but he needs to take a lot from game three he needs to take a lot from 2020 the thing that I've taken from this series with Nathan Cleary though is that the last few years he's been cuddled he's played really well as a seven he's done his job but he hasn't gone to that next level that we always thought he would and he's always been cuddled he's always got that blues jersey back no matter what I mean, before game two, Andrew Johns calls him out and says, I don't think he should be in the team. And Nathan Cleary responds with a sensational game. And yes, I understand the forwards dominated it and most halves would have been able to play that game, but he played his best footy under his first bit of real criticism from someone inside the Blues camp. This be a case next year, Freddie doesn't pick him for game one. Freddie leaves him out, gives him a challenge and says, hey, you want this jersey, you've got to earn it. It's not yours now. I don't care you won the Brad Fittler medal. I don't care if Penrith's coming first. I don't care. You need to earn this jersey. You need to show me that you want it, and you need to take it off someone else. Chance that that could be what Nathan Cleary needs. He might need that wake-up call. I don't think, you know, and Nathan Cleary, what what he's missing out on in the Origin Arena, it's not because of a lack of effort. Don't get me wrong. It's not because of a lack of talent. It just hasn't clicked yet. But Freddie needs it to click if he's going to be the seven for the Blues. It's the most important position in that team right now. It's where we are starting to lack. We've got strike everywhere else. It couldn't get much better. In Queensland, they, they don't have strike everywhere. It's the reality of the situation. They're missing a heap of guys. I mean, you take Caelan Ponga out of that team alone. The team goes down massively. They understand origin. They all know their job. Sensational, the Maroons, and Nathan Cleary, he has to be better next year. I'm not sure how you, how you get better out of him. That's up to Brad Fittler to decide. But the scariest thing for me about Nathan Cleary in 2020 is that he's had one of the greatest seasons we've ever seen from a seven, and he's come home with absolutely nothing. 
no Dalian medal, no premiership, no state of origin shield, and he's going to cop more criticism than he ever has before off the back of his single greatest season he's had so far. One of the best seasons we've seen from a seven in a long time. 17 games in a row. Simply incredible. Lost the grand final by six points. Lost the state of origin game by six points. It should have been 18, but it was close in the end on the scoreboard. I think Cleary's going to come into season 2021 with so much criticism on him. It's not even funny. Trent Barrett's left the building there. I think you're all going to realise soon how much of an impact he had on Nathan Cleary's game. I think he was massive for him. I think he was doing more with him than what Ivan Cleary was. 18 months is going to be massive for Nathan Cleary. He's going to have a lot to deal with. He's still young. At the end of the day, Nathan Cleary, I always say 27, that is the peach age for Harbs. You get to 27 and the game changes. You see it differently. Nathan Cleary, he's still four years away from that. The next three or four years could be quite testing. Penrith Panthers, you can already see the salary cap pressure. They haven't achieved anything yet, and the salary cap pressure is already eating them. We're going to see Matt Burton leave the building. We've already seen Josh Mansell leave. We've already seen James Tamo, their captain. Been relevant for a little bit, for a couple of weeks. They didn't get the job done, and the salary cap pressure is already starting to bite. The pressure is going to be on Nathan Cleary. It's going to be a massive few years for him in 2021. It's going to be so interesting to see how he responds. It's the most interesting storyline in the game for me. The best player from the season before, under more criticism than anyone, because he hasn't lifted a trophy. He hasn't delivered in those big games. It's going to be really interesting how it unfolds. I think he's going to be a champion one day, but I think it's all going to come down to how he handles the next few years. No one else in 2021 is going to be under more criticism after having such a good season in 2020. No one else has their father coaching them in their first grade side. It's going to be interesting how this all unfolds. It's I, I, For me, it is without a doubt the most interesting storyline of 2021. Coming off the season he had, it was a Dalian winning season. He might not have been wearing it around his neck, but it was a Dalian winning season. He was sensational. Those championship minutes come, and these are the minutes that I talk about that Cooper Cronk always dominated. In Cleary, he needs to own the championship minutes. He's able to do it at club level. But to take himself to the next level, he needs to be able to do it in finals footy and in the rep arena. Over to you, Nathan. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 